On this week's episode of the Iowa Hype Podcast, we talk with Nico. What's his last name? Ragaini? Yeah, Ragaini. A little spice on it. Ragaini. Yes, we had a lot of fun talking to Nico. Um, One of our favorite players and so excited to see what he can do coming back for a sixth year. So doesn't like Casey's pizza. Yeah, but we find that out in the end. And uh, yeah, tune in for another great episode. Let's get high! Woo! Okay. All right, bud. How was your day? Good. Good. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. I think I've just Whoops. This is a good one. Are you excited about Nico? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this will be cool. Oh, here he is. Okay. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. Cool. Say that again. So how was school? Good. Oh, at well, well? No, we didn't have school today. How come? So there was some cyber attack on their school the last two days. So they've had uh, Tuesday and Wednesday off. What a, what cyber attack? Like, what does that like even mean? someone hacked into the school system and like they couldn't do a lot of their stuff. So they just canceled school. Right. And I don't know. Awesome. Yeah. So it was like an extended. Like guy. <laughs> yeah. They said they're treating it like a snow day, so they just have to like make it up later. So cool. It is what it is. So how's your break been? Pretty good. I got home on the second. I hung out in Nashville with my family for for the day after the bowl game. And then just been getting a lot of sleep and eating a lot of food and just letting my body recover, getting ready for the off season coming up. So nice. That's yeah, awesome. Hanging out. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um Cool. We'll get right into it. We just have a few questions. Matthew and I both have a few questions and uh, we won't keep up much of your time since you're probably spending time with fam. Uh, Being from Connecticut, what drew you to Iowa and what was your impressions of Iowa before you came here? Um, So it's actually a crazy story. Coach O'Keefe, the old quarterback coach at Iowa who retired this past year, he actually went to the same high school as I did in Connecticut. And he, we both had the same high school coach, Coach Marcucci, which is kind of crazy. And so that was my original connection to Iowa. And coming out of high school, I didn't really have that many scholarship offers. And I always wanted to play Big Ten or Power Five football. And they just kept pulling me along saying, well, maybe find a scholarship for you. So I ended up doing a a prep school year. So I did five years of high school. I went to a prep school. So you live there and you have to wear like a shirt and tie and blazer every day. It was, it was a crazy year. And then finally I got the offer and I flew out to Iowa in the middle of January and started my time there. But before going to Iowa, I always thought like Iowa was just a flat round like cornfields and being from Connecticut it's pretty industrial like there's a lot of cities around me and stuff like that so yeah I thought it would be a big difference but Iowa City is kind of like the New Haven is the closest big city near me and I I see a lot of similarities between New Haven and Iowa City so it wasn't too big of a adjustment for me coming from that standpoint 
Okay. That's yeah. good. So wait, so Ken O'Keefe, his, so your coach was Ken O'Keefe's coach? Yes. How old was your coach? <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty old. <laughs> oh man. I, don't know I mean, I think of, I think of Ken as being a pretty old guy, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, my, my high school coach retired my last year of high school. So we both went out together if that. Yeah. How old he is. He's an older guy. He's older than Ken. Okay. So yeah, sure. I think he was like 18 when he coached Ken O'Keefe. So they were like almost similar in age. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Did you, did you play any other sports in high school? Yeah. So in high school, I played three sports. I played football, obviously, lacrosse, which is big in the East Coast. And then I ran indoor track. So in Connecticut, we have track during the winter season and during the spring season. So instead of playing basketball, I played basketball my freshman year. And then I quit basketball to focus on lacrosse and football. And I did track in my junior year to like help with recruiting in my 40 times and all that stuff. And my first scholarship offer actually was for lacrosse. So I committed twice in high school as a freshman, I committed to the university of Albany to play lacrosse. And then I decommitted. I committed to the, to Cornell in the Ivy league to play lacrosse. And then I decommitted again. And then I committed to Iowa for football. So that was always my backup plan was lacrosse if football didn't work out. Yeah. Why did you choose football over lacrosse? Um, I mean, lacrosse is a, a really fun sport. It's very physical and a lot of running, which fits what I like. So that was fun. But just like my love for football and like the brotherhood and everything between football is just there's nothing comparable to that. So I always knew football was my my real dream. Cool. Well, we're glad you made that decision. Glad you chose Iowa. Thank you. Uh, I'm very glad as well. Yeah, good. My body may say otherwise. Right. Yeah. Someday when you get to be my age, you'll be like, that was dumb. But you only live <laughs> once, man. That's true. Uh, so you've had some pretty epic moments at Iowa, um, even through injury. And the one specifically that stands out to most fans, I think, is the 2021 Penn State game. Um, what is your favorite memory? Uh yeah, I mean, that one's tough to beat, you know. So coming into that game, number two versus number three and college game day was there. I forget who was there, but something big like that. We're playing Penn State. Yeah. Fox big noon kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. And we're losing like 17 to three. And I had like a Spencer threw me a pass over the middle of the field at the beginning of the game. And I like tipped it and they intercepted it. And I remember sitting on the sideline thinking like, I lost the game for us. Like, I feel bad for my teammates. Like I'm going to have to go to practice tomorrow and like apologize to everybody. Cause I felt like after that, we just went on like a downhill slope a little bit. And then we ended up crawling our way back into the game, our defense keeping us in the game and shutting them out in the second half, I think. And then we practiced that play all week. And I was waiting for Brian to call it. And he happened to call it right at the perfect time. And it was a touchdown right to win the game or take the lead at the end of the game. And everybody stormed the field. So it was a pretty surreal moment. So I'd have to say that is my favorite moment as well as a Hawkeye. Okay. Well, so your 
family sits a few rows behind us at every game. Yeah. And so that moment, like we we knew they were up there. And mm. when you scored, I can't tell you how much like beer and water was like thrown around in the air. <laughs> and your family, and I I don't know if it's your your buddies or brothers or cousins or whatever, man, they were going ballistic. And yeah. it just caused like this tidal wave of people like using their energy and i mean we were already excited but to see your family yeah. react that way it was like so much fun to see like them be excited and it was cool i'm very lucky my i have such great family and friends that like come out to all my games and stuff like that like i had 90 people come to Rutgers this year and like 55 people came to the, the bowl game so just having like my family and all my friends Got my back all the time is is a pretty good feeling to have. And I feel like I gotta give my all for them, which is yeah. which is cool. Yeah. No, it's it's fun to see their their energy. They probably expend as much energy as you do in the stands. Yeah, probably even more. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh what is really hard being injured for so long and at the start of the season this year, and how was how and how did you keep a positive attitude? Mm. Yeah, that was a it was a tough time. So coming into this year, so last year was my fifth year. So I was like, this is gonna be my last year at Iowa. Like I'm gonna give everything I can. And I've had some injuries the past two years. With I got a bad back that has kept me out of some spring balls the past two years. So I was like, this is gonna be my year, my off season. I'm gonna go. 100% into this, give everything I got, keep my body healthy. And then during camp, I felt like I was having my best camp as a Hawkeye. My body felt good. Everything felt good. I felt fast out there. And then one practice, I felt something wrong with my foot, but I kept practicing because I just thought I got stepped on. And then after it, they took an x-ray of it and said they found the stress fracture of my foot. So I needed surgery. I needed to get a screw on my foot and I knew it would keep me out at least four weeks, four weeks being the, if everything went perfect. So I knew even four weeks probably wouldn't happen. And just, I don't know, that was a, a time period definitely sucked. It wasn't, it wasn't a good time. It was hard to stay positive, especially when you're watching your team play and there's 70,000 people cheering, but knowing that things will get better and just staying on top of your rehab and not letting your bad mood take over how your rehab goes, I felt like was very important and being around the guys and everything helped me stay in a, in a positive mood. So I only missed two games, which I thought was pretty awesome. And our training staff really helped me out and pushed me to get better every single day. So that's how I did it. Nice. Yeah, it mm -hmm. seemed like it was a lot longer than that because it seemed like, you know, we were struggling at the beginning of the season or you guys were struggling yeah. a little bit as a team and everyone's yeah. like, when's Nico coming back? We need him. We need some little spark for our offense. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sure it was pretty difficult for you too, just sitting on the sidelines. and. Yeah, it was. And then I couldn't really – I had to get the surgery. And then when I – after the surgery, I was like, oh, God, is my foot ever going to be the same again? Because once you hurt one thing, like – all your other body parts start to compensate for it. Yeah. So like my calf started to hurt, but then once we got to like Northwestern, 
that's when I finally felt 100%. So like yeah. half the season. So it wasn't too bad. Sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. It's, you know, better to salvage something than nothing. So, yeah. Definitely. Uh, so Matthew and I are the ever optimists in the season. And my wife had to remind me several times to stay off social media because <laughs> I just am very defensive of you guys, especially having a, a son that, you know, is very involved in sports. Um, social media is literally one of the worst places to be at some points in the season. How do you and your teammates block out that noise? And what do you do to support each other? Um, yeah, I mean, so I don't know, social media, I say it all the time. It's actually just like, it's crazy. And I think all the the guys on the team understand that like, people tweeting literally have no clue what they're talking about. Like, right. Nobody really knows like how much work we put in and how hard it is to be like a division one college football player. Like they have no idea what it takes. So just staying positive with your teammates and just continuing to put the work in and who cares what the drunk guy on his couch says about the Iowa football team you know yeah yeah that's how we look at it I know I so I live with Spencer and obviously him being the quarterback he takes like the brunt of it all and so does Brian I feel like everybody goes after them too but Spencer blocks it out so well you could tell he like deletes all forms of social media and like doesn't check which I think is smart I try to do the same I don't really read all this stuff on Twitter. I, I try to stay off Twitter all the time. Even now, like with the transfer portal and all that stuff, I see some crazy tweets and like people are voicing their opinions and they just literally have no clue what they're talking about. So yeah, not listening to the noise. Good. Caring. Only opinions that really matter are the ones inside the building. That's how we feel. Yeah. And it's hard because those five people that are being the loudest in the room or on social media, you don't see the you know, 10,000 people that aren't tweeting anything, but like we support you guys through thick and thin and yeah, we're just not saying anything. Cause it's, you're not, you can't argue with people like that. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Growing up, what was your favorite college or pro football team? Mm. So growing up in Connecticut, Connecticut isn't like a big football state. So I, I didn't really have a, favorite college football team except I I liked Oregon because their uniforms and they had like the fastest players so I always liked them and then my favorite NFL team my dad is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and they played the Denver Broncos when I was super little and they had a cornerback named Champ Bailey who ended up becoming my favorite player after I watched him when I was a little kid in this playoff game and then I became a Denver Broncos fan and then we had Tebow Magic and Peyton Manning came, so it was it was pretty cool. I was a big fan of them. Still yeah. am. Nice. What about you? Um. Uh. NFL or college? Well, I already know you're a Hawkeye fan. Yeah. Right? What's your favorite yeah. college team? Um. Sadly, the Bears. The Bears. You got <laughs> Justin Fields. He's going to be pretty good soon. Mm-hmm. He was pretty good this year. Yeah. You're a pretty big Niners fan too. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you like, CMC? I don't know that. 
Christian know. McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Oh you know yeah. 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 He he likes uh any of the flashy teams right now. He likes playing with on Madden and watching <laughs> them and so Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh do you have any NIL deals yet? Um, do I have any NIL deals yet? Not at the moment. I'm trying to get some. I feel like being like the only Italian guy in the state of Iowa, I feel like I got to get a NIL deal with like some Italian restaurant or something like that. I'm hoping yeah. somebody comes to watch me soon, but I haven't gotten an NIL deal yet. I'm yeah. trying to find one this off season. That's wild. There, so right. we're, we live in Des Moines, which is about an hour and a half away. And there's yeah. a whole side of town that's like called Little Italy. Because mm-hmm. and we live very close to that. It's all these really old fashioned like restaurants. I feel like one of those places could like somehow use you in their advertising or something. All so, right. I yeah. should reach out to somebody there. Yeah, we'll hit them up next time we go out to eat. We'll we'll ask about it. So yeah, let them know for me. Yeah, we will. <laughs> With a new quarterback, have you guys been practicing yet together? Um. So we haven't been practicing yet together because he isn't on campus yet but when we get back this upcoming semester so January 17th Cade will be on campus then and we'll be able to start to get get to know each other and build some chemistry but he came on an official visit a couple weeks ago and we got to meet and we hung out for a little bit so I'm excited to get to work with him yeah cool that'll be fun we're looking forward to that me too um What's your daily routine like as far as eating, workout, class, practice? I know it's a little different now, but during – when you go back to school, what's it going to be like? Yeah. So we pretty much have like – I'll put it into three phases. We have the in-season phase and then off-season training. And then right now I'm in the phase when I I wake up at like noon every single day and I eat a lot of food that my grandmother makes. So right now I'm in my – my non-healthy phase, but during the football season, or I'll talk about one. So when we go back in a week or so, all we have is lift in the morning, and that's our only mandatory thing besides school. But during the season is when we have like a, a real jam-packed schedule. So on a Monday, we have lift in the morning at 6 a.m., but we got to be there like 10 to 15 minutes early to roll out like our, our bodies and stuff like that and get our bodies warmed up. So I wake up around like 5.20 in the morning and go work out at 6 o'clock. And then after that, a bunch of the guys, we eat breakfast quick and we head to a special teams meeting, which is around a half hour. And we watch the other teams, special teams, like their punt return and kick return and stuff like that. And then after that, we have a receiver meeting so we watch the other teams' DBs and learn about them, get all the like information quick, learn their numbers and their names and stuff like that. And then we'll get ready for practice, head out to practice for about two hours, come back in, get some treatment, shower up, go to classes till about 4.45. Then after classes, we go back to football, have a team meeting. Coach Ferentz talks to us and like breaks down our goals for the week and our goals for the game. And then we go back to another receiver meeting. We watch some more film from practice and the other teams. And after that, we eat dinner. And then by that time, it's around seven o'clock. And 
my body's spent at that time. I'm ready for bed. And then we go home, hang out with your roommates for a little bit, watch some Monday night football, go to bed, and then repeat the same thing. Yeah. So in the season, it's a pretty jam-packed schedule. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. wild. What's what are you majoring in at school? Uh sports and rec management. I actually graduated a year ago. So I, I just applied to get into grad school so I can try and get my master's degree. So, nice. Good for um, you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. How many receptions do you think you'll have this next season? And how many touchdowns do you think you'll have? Oh. This is a tough one. Yeah. Big challenge. Yeah. So my dad told me that if I get like 50 more catches that I'll have the most catches in Iowa history. So I know that shouldn't be a goal. Well, that's one of my goals. I want to win every single game and I want to catch every single ball that's thrown my way. And I think if we do that, then I'll have a chance to have 50 catches and and break the Iowa record. So if I have 50 catches next year, I'll be very happy. (laughs) So it'll be the most I ever had. I have it pulled up here right before the podcast. I was just looking it up. So <laughs> for all-time receiving yards, you're ahead of Dallas Clark, Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, Tony Moyaki, like some pretty big names that have come in the past. Um, mm-hmm. And you basically, you need less than 200 to move into the top 20 of all time. Um, yards? Yards, yeah. And like you said, you need, you know, uh, the top is 173 receptions by DJK a mm-hmm. few years ago. So, you know, you're not that far away. Super yeah. attainable. I'm pretty close. I'm pretty, I think I need, it's either 49 to tie or 49 to get first place. So hopefully you're at 125 they, right now, according to the internet. 125. Yep. So what is it? 173. Yep. So not that far away. Yeah. So you can do it. We'll be rooting for you. We'll we'll hold you to that. That we're going to set that record this year for receptions. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, how often do you make it back to Connecticut? And what are some of the first things you do when you go back? Oh, so I always come back after the bowl game because this is when I have like the most time off, and then we have a break in spring break, which is one week. So. Last year, I was training with Spencer in New Jersey, and then I came home for like one day. And then over the summer, we have a 4th of July break and then a a break in May, I'm pretty sure. So usually around four times a year. But I don't know if you guys know it. Do you guys know Dave Pornoy, the guy who works for Barstool? Mm -hmm. So he does one bite. Everybody knows the rules, and he like goes around and takes bites of pizza and stuff. Yeah. So before I even came to Iowa... Or before Dave Portnoy even became big, like I was telling all my roommates in Iowa that New Haven, Connecticut has the best pizza in the world. Like, and I believe that it's like legit, like it's the best pizza ever. So I was always telling my friends this. They're like, oh, come on, Nick. Like, you're just saying that because you're from there. And then Dave Portnoy comes out. He starts doing this one bite of the rules thing. And every time he makes a video, if you watch it, he like pretty much says New Haven, Connecticut is the pizza capital of the world. (laughs) And now, like, I'm able to tell my friends how good it is. So every time I come home, I always make sure to have some pizza. Okay. And then I have I have four little cousins, two on each side. They're all boys. And so we're all super close. 
So I always watch them play like basketball or something like that. I just love to get with my family. I have such a big family, as you probably know, you see them at the games behind you, but I'm a big family guy. So just hanging out with my family and eating good Italian food is like the one thing that I do when I go home. Okay. What is it about the pizza? Is it like thin crust, deep dish? What is it? Thin crust. None of that deep dish stuff. That's got to stay in the Midwest, but the thin <laughs> crust and my dad will give you like this whole spiona. It's like something. With, <laughs> it's actually funny. Cause I can never tell if he's like joking or serious, but he like always says like something in the water here is just like better than other places, which I truly believe. And something with the, um, like the ovens that cook our pizza They're as they get older, the, they get better. Some, I forget what type of ovens they are. Okay. Uh, yeah. You should I believe it sometimes and, and try some. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Mm. Is there any advice you can give me if I want to play college sports someday? It's mm. good. Um, my one piece of advice would be to always bet on yourself and never give up, give up on your dreams. So when I was a little kid, my goal was always to play division one football too. And then especially in high school and I saw other kids who I felt like I was better than getting scholarship offers. And, and I never got the scholarship offers. And so many people were telling me, you're not good enough to play. You're not big enough or you're not fast enough or you're not strong enough, but I continue to bet on myself and continue to push myself and try to be the best I can be and, and never give up my dream. And now I'm here living out my dream and it's, it's all been worth it. So that's my biggest piece of advice would be to never give up on your dreams. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always good when he hears it from you guys. Cause you know, and old dad tries to tell him sometimes it's like, yeah, dad, whatever, you know, but yep. his heroes, he, he takes it a little more to heart. So. Mm-hmm. No, my dad's the same way. He, uh, he always gives me advice. And for some reason I find myself never listening to him. And then, he always was right. So that's I, another piece of advice. Always listen to your father. Oh, yeah. There you they go. always know. I, I think it's just a thing. Like, so I did the same thing with my dad, you know, never listened to him. And now as a father, I'm like, oh, man, my dad was, he was great. You know, he <laughs> gave me all the stuff I needed. I just didn't hear it. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, is there a good time to approach the players versus a bad time? Like, uh, after the games, do you like when fans stick around uh, to get pictures and autographs or, or are you just kind of ready to go home and eat and get away? Um, I mean, after a win, I could care less. After a loss, some people probably are in worse moods than others. I mean, after we lose, I'm usually not in the best mood. But after a win, I love when all like the kids are out there like asking for autographs and stuff. When my little cousins are there, they're like in the front of the line pushing everybody to get their autographs and stuff like that. So I, I totally understand. I could, I could care less when people come up to me or message me on Instagram. I, I enjoy it actually. Yeah. Awesome. We've never, we always will only come up after a win. Cause mm. I'm like, after a loss, I don't want to mess with you guys and let you have your space. But Matthew got your autograph two years ago after a game. Yeah. And uh, we didn't make it up this year, but so. There you got to this year. If, if football players had walkout songs like baseball players, what walkout song would be yours? What would be my walkout song? This is the easy answer because I think about this all the time. 
So there's a song called Swagger Like Us by T.I. and Kanye, and I forget who else is in it, but that's been my song since I was a little kid. Like my dad actually asked me, my dad was like, you know what song? Every time I hear, I, I think about you. Like this is your song, and I knew exactly what song he was talking about. And it's it's that song. So, nice. swagger like us. My mom always says, "I gotta play with swagger, like the swagger that I had when I was younger." Because I used to be like crazy on the field when I was a little kid. So she always says, "Make sure you play with that swagger. Play like, like be yourself." So I feel like that song fits me well. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. the different answers to this so far. This last week we've had uh logan jones say a george Strait song drew stevens said a Katy perry song <laughs> and now <laughs> and now you got a ti song it's just like i feel like i know your personality so much better just by what song you'd walk out to <laughs> yeah no that's funny i could drew stevens is a character <laughs> yeah yeah we had a good time with him uh yeah, so we've, we've just got one l- little segment left for you uh this is called the hot seat so Uh, It started out as 60 seconds on the hot seat, but it went over a little bit. But the purpose of this is Matthew's just going to ask you rapid fire questions, um, answer them first thing that comes to mind. So as quickly as possible, Uh, there's some real hard hitting stuff in here. I don't know if Coach Ferentz will allow it, but um, (laughs) yeah, we'll we'll have to see. So anyway, whenever you're ready, Matt. Let's do it. Yeah. Tacos or pizza? Pizza. Star Wars, Harry Potter, or Avengers? Avengers. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No. Guacamole, salsa, or queso? Guac. Yes. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. What do you like to watch on Netflix? Um, What did I just finish? I'm, a- I'm actually watching a show on HBO Max right now that I just finished, but the last show I... I- one show that I really love on Netflix is Stranger Things. That's one of my favorite shows oh, of all time. Good one. Music or podcast? Music. Um, what music do you work out to? Rap music. Dream car. Dream car. A big decked out four door Jeep, all black. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Trip to Same. the mountains or beach? Each favorite color black and yellow um favorite athlete of all time lebron james the goat nice favorite movie Mm, i don't really have a favorite movie slumdog millionaire that's a good movie okay favorite video game 2k nba 2k any nicknames do I have any nicknames? Yeah. Um, my family calls me Pookie. Pookie. Okay. Pookie. All right. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Iowa is the best. Favorite junk food? Ice cream. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Casey's pizza? Yes or no? No. <laughs> If you were stuck on an island with one teammate, who would it be and why? This is tough. I'm choosing between either Spencer Petrus and Riley Moss. 
because I've lived with them both for the past four years. Spencer, I feel like, is smart. But Riley, I feel like, is... I feel like he would thrive in the wilderness and just, like, rip, like, a deer's head off and, like, cook it for us. So I think I'm going to go with Riley here. <laughs> okay. You can only pick one for the rest of your life. Donuts or ice cream? Ice cream. If someone gate... Wait. If you could go to one concert, who would it be? Drake. If someone gave you 50 bucks, what would you do with it? Buy clothes with it. Would you rather be as fast as Flash or as strong as Hulk? Fast as Flash. What Avenger would you like to be? So I'm not the biggest Avenger guy. So I'm going to ask you a question here. I don't want you to make fun of me for not knowing this. Is Doctor Strange in the Avengers or is he Marvel? Or are they the same? I, I, I don't I know. Don't... I think he. I think they're all the same. Yeah, right. I think so. Yes. Yeah, it's a Marvel movie. We'll count it. Favorite one. All right, we'll, we'll go with Doctor Strange. Cool. If you if you could have dinner with two people, dead or alive, who would they be? Hmm. LeBron James, because he's my. I'm the biggest LeBron fan ever. Okay. And. Hmm. We'll go with another athlete. We'll go with Julian Edelman because I want to be like Julian Edelman. That's my favorite receiver ever. Okay. Uh, what is the proper way to say your last name? <laughs> so the proper way is Ragaini. Ragaini. You got to add a little spice to it. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Where stadium to play in? Northwestern. Best fans in college football. Does Iowa count? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Of course, of course, the Hawks. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. That was it. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we, uh, we uh, we laughed after your interview about your last name, and the announcers, oh. like the national announcers, the rest of the year they would just go back and forth with this new information that they had. And it was just funny listening to them talk about it. And mm. so my, like my dad will send me videos of my catches on like the TV after, and I'll always hear in the background. And I feel like every conversation, every time I caught the ball was about how to pronounce my name after yeah. that went down. It was like all the way through the end of the season, like on the away <laughs> games, like that's what they talked about. I know me and my family are like, all right, like we get it now. Like just get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was humorous, but now yeah, so- you, now we all know. So, uh, mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, have you seen our, um, we did a little stranger things parody during the middle of the season. Uh, <laughs> you'll have to check it out on my Instagram on the reels. So cool. anyway, cool. All right, Nico, thank you so much. Matthew's got thank a nasty you, little cough brewing. Uh, we appreciate your time, man. Good yeah. luck this this uh, next season, and maybe yeah. we'll try to link up with you after one of the games and get a picture yeah, with definitely. you. Awesome. Thank cool. you, guys. Thank Feel you so much. Too. Have a good Same. one, man. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. How did you think that went? That was good. That was good. You seem like you're really struggling. Dad, did you know that if you go this, you're supposed to be on. Yeah.
I feel like your sinuses are really bothering you. Yeah. Intro. Should we record the intro? That was a good episode. Man, you're, you're not. No. Jeez. All right.